Welcome to the Business Life of Husband and Wife podcast. A show based on real experiences in business and life. Hey guys, welcome back to another premium content episode of the Business of Life of Husband and Wife podcast. It's been a while since we've recorded, <clears throat> like actually recorded. We've had a whole bunch kind of backlogged, so we haven't ever haven't recorded. So bear with me here as I kind of get my myself back together and get my my head in the game of uh, of recording for you guys. But today with our premium content, I like these are our, our short and sweet episodes. So you guys know you subscribe to it. Um, we're we're gonna do the power of lists today for you guys. So the power of of making a list, basic terms. And why it's so important to actually do it. It's no different than setting your goals. It's no different than setting up, you know, any kind of written formatted thing. And there's something ridiculously simple about checking a box on a list that just almost gives you that dopamine rush that you, you know, don't expect to happen because it's just like this sense of fulfillment. And Andy Frisella talks about it through his power list. He has his, his five tasks and his power tasks that he has to get done. And he tries to check those off first thing in the morning. <clears throat> he does that very similar to like the eat the frog. You do the hard things first. You, you check off the biggest things that move the needle. They all, they all say that all these guys say the same thing. Okay. They just have different wording for it, but there is a reason why they all do it. And why doing a checkbox or a list and actually executing over time pays off. So what I want to do for you guys today is talk about things that we do, Robin and I, and uh, Robin is going to join me shortly today, either on this episode, I think, but if not, um, she's going to have one coming out very similar on her kind of take on, on the power of, of lists and why they're so important. She does them better than I do but I use them quite a bit differently than what she does. She likes to follow the rules and have a list kind of set up and do the check boxes. I use it for my team more than I use it for myself because I don't really give a shit about the checkbox. I don't need the little pat in the back. That's just not how my brain works. But most of our team, most of everybody that I've ever worked with loves that shit. And for me, it's just, it doesn't make a difference, but it makes a difference for them. So this is why it's so powerful is if I write a full out list and I get them to write it and we write it together, they, they, they are fucking 10 times more efficient than <laughs> if they don't, they just fucking are. I, I can give you guys some examples um, of this. If, if I give them a 10 checklist, they're going to feel bad for not checking that, that 10 list off. And they always have came back They're like, ah, I'm so sorry. I never got to that list. I missed these boxes. I'll get to them right away. Even though when we make that list, it's so that you'll never fucking finish it. The whole idea is if I'm going to take, take a leave or a break or go away for an hour or a week for vacation or whatever, those tasks on there are overwhelming for a reason. That's how I put it for my team. So when you guys do this for your team too and help them go through and make their own lists, you need to make it so it's almost unattainable, right? But you get that satisfaction that, hey, I checked off seven of 10 things. I checked off five of six, whatever it might be. It pushes people to try and get through it and, and actually execute at a more efficient and effective level. Now there's nuance to all this. Don't get me wrong. Like I got guys who try to just check the box off as fast as fucking possible and the job shit. So there is nuance to making sure you don't overcomplicate it for the guy who's trying to execute on it. But making these checklists is going to change 
how they approach their tasks. Okay. They're going to see their colleague or partner or work partner, or whatever the hell it is, checking off more boxes than them. And it becomes this internal competition. It's just innate. Everybody has, it. I don't care who you are. You're co- competing with the guy beside you or the woman beside you, or the whatever beside you doesn't matter always. And if you're not, you're probably not in my fucking organization and you shouldn't be working with me anyway. Okay. And I'll know that. And you guys listening should know that too. You don't want those people anyway. You want competitors. You want people who want to get a little bit better all the time, who are trying to push things, who are competing with one another to be better. That is what you want anyway. So what you'll find is those check boxes, you'll have, have person A check off five of six and person B check off three of six and guaranteed person A is going to kind of just be like, what happened? Why didn't you get all those done? And you're going to build a culture, <laughs> a leader in there in your own midst by creating competition, right? And then once you get them making their own lists, they're going to start to make, you get, you need to monitor them. But once, once you can get them making their own lists, you're going to see them start to compete with one another. Well, you know, I finished more tasks than you did today and I kind of more effective and they're going to push each other up to a certain point, Right. As long as you're monitoring this and you're going to see this happen, you give people leeway, they're going to pull it back. You give people leeway, they're going to like, you know, they'll write the easiest tasks down. So this is where the training comes in. And this is why it's so powerful is you're training people to do the hardest things. And we talked about this on Eat the Frog, an episode we did, um, where you eat the frog first, do the hardest fucking thing first, get it done, deal with it and move on. And it's the most uncomfortable thing because then you get good at dealing with being uncomfortable. So when you're training people and you're building lists for them, because this is what I do. So I build them a list before I go anywhere for longer than 24 hours or two days, right? Of what they need to do, how long it should take, all this stuff. I've been doing that for as long as I can remember for the longer term. For the short term, they make their own. And what you want to do is you want to make sure that they're not too fucking easy, okay? Just checking a box because it feels good is bullshit. And you need to catch them on that. They can't just make a list and check a bunch of boxes. And what happens is, oh, I feel good. I checked all these boxes, but I got fuck all done that actually needed to get done today for the company. I just did easy tasks like send five emails, like, you know, very simple stuff. I didn't send 50 fucking emails. I sent five. Check. That's not what we're looking for here. You're trying to create competition and speed and efficiency, right? So that that's what you're looking for. So when you do your list for them to start with, and then you work with them to build their list, their own list, and you always do these check boxes, always have a tick to do beside them, right? And you're going to work with each individual to create, start to create their own task list. Hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. You know, you have your SOPs and like you, you need things you should do. And part of all this fucking HR shit, they feed down your throat of, you know, this person's job description and bullshit. No, these people need to come up with things on their own. Okay. They talk about leadership and it's overblown to the point now where it pisses me off. And I hear all these guys talk about it and, you know, servant leadership and all that. It's great. It's fucking fantastic, all of that stuff. But people need to take accountability and start writing their own. So what we do is we make them fucking write their own goddamn list down. Then we go back and we check it with them. We're not micromanaging. Just check to make sure it's actually efficient. It's not like I said, oh, I sent five emails. I'm going to do a checkbox. Were those emails just follow-up emails that you could just like copy and paste? Were the emails that move the needle forward? Like, you know, sales call emails, confirming an estimate, booking in bigger things? Or were they just some bullshit email as a response to, oh, a client complaint, I'm just going to, I, 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 I just auto-responded and sent it to, you know, the service department. That ain't fucking efficient. That's bullshit. And a lot of people do that. They're going to write five little things down and they're going to be all, they're not productive. 
Okay. They're day-to-day tasks. They're very simplistic things to do and they're going to make them feel good, which everybody has to push this feel good button now for their team, but that's not going to help them get any better. It's not going to help your business get any better. And it's not going to make you fucking any goddamn money. Okay. And that is the name of the game in business. No money, no staff, no business. Okay. So this is why it's so powerful to do these lists. And like I said, they make you more efficient. So let's just go back. We're going to reiterate why we end before we end the show here. These are things that are super important. One, work with your team to start making their own lists. Okay. If you make them for them, start making them make their own, double check them, make sure they're efficient. Okay. And they're actually moving the needle of the company forward with your guidance because they're going to start doing that on their own. Okay. Three, make sure that they're doing things that are actually profitable and not just fucking the dog work. Because if you're not profitable, you're not going to make any money and you're going to go bankrupt. That is basic, basic economics and basic math. Okay. So when you're doing these checkboxes, it's super powerful because one, it can make you more money. We all want to make more money. Two, it makes your team feel like they're in more control of what they're doing as tasks and they get better and people want to get better as much as everyone's like, well, they're kind of just happy and content. No, they're probably just happy and content because you've let them get that way and haven't pushed them just a little bit. You don't have to push them too hard, but just push them a bit. Hey, this is what you need to do, right? Put it in, put it in a, in a KPI for them. Hey, these are your targets. These are what you need to do. We've talked about KPIs. We can do another quick one for you guys on it, but they're, they're, key performance indicators. Okay. This is what is going to make you successful in this organization. These are the check boxes you need to hit and you can do those monthly. Oh, check, check. You know, I've executed on, I built so many pieces. I've sold so many units. I've whatever it might be. And they get to check that box. And then maybe there's a bonus reward or a structure or something in there, right? That's why it's so important. A checkbox makes people feel good only if it actually pushes things forward though. Okay. It's not just making check boxes for checkbox sake. You're not fucking writing a list and for people just so they can check it off and said they did it and it's half-assed. That is not potential. That's not pushing your business forward. That isn't making you better. It makes you actually worse. Okay, guys. So that's all I have to say on that. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Uh, as always, please share the show, like, share, and subscribe if you got a little value out of this episode on our premium content. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Okay, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, like, share, and subscribe to help us grow the show.